0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, everybody jump!
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. A good Tuesday morning to one and all. It is Taz
2: for the Moose Company Alive from the Rocky Mortgage by Quick and Loan Studio Rocky Mortgage with you every step of the way. To provide a seamless mortgage experience, Mike, beat across the way, Vogus. your updates. Next three hours, we take you right up until... 9 a.m. Eastern Time here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention, hotline fans. Thank you, Mr. Bellotti. What's
3: going on, Taz? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, Moose. I mean, I'm really, I mean, I couldn't be better. I, I know I could speak for you. Life, You're, is that great? You're man, doing, look yes, at you. for you, too. We're both of us. We're right. both right. doing I'll great. Chuck here on this Tuesday morning. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, very well nice. Done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy Jones.
2: There Thank you man. go. I'm glad to hear it. We've yeah. got a lot to get into, Taz, over yes, the course sir. of... Uh, the next three hours, we're going to talk to uh, uh, the missile a little later on the program. Quadre Ooh. Ismail is going to join us, ten-year NFL veteran, uh, NFL analyst. We know his brother, uh, Rocket Ismail, at Notre Dame. Uh, Quadri going to Syracuse. The missile, uh, when he was known collegiately, yes, um, he'll be joining us a little later on the program. We'll talk a little Raven football with him. Uh, so, looking forward to that conversation. Uh, and we get it going a little preseason football, Taz, as we saw the 49ers and Broncos uh, in action last night. And, you know, something hit me when I was watching a little bit of that game last night. I'll be honest. I was not watching, you know. When, yeah, riveting. I, know, right. uh, I was not watching in the the fourth quarter when Mullins is in the game <laughs> and quarterbacking for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're a 49er or a Bronco fan, I apologize. I was not locked into it at that stage. And for anyone trying to make the roster, I apologize as well. I'm not right. trying no. to insult yeah. you. It's, well, we have it's something just a, in
3: common, you and I. <laughs>
2: it's just a very difficult watch, yeah. right, at that stage. You can't
3: go all the way. It's tough, man. But, it really is.
2: But yeah. here's the deal, uh, you know. When you look at you know we're now through two weeks of the NFL preseason, right? Week three is kind of the dress rehearsal, and then week four is really kind of the battle for the last four or five roster spots. Correct. Um, and who's going to be making practice squads for respective teams, uh, and who ends up getting cut, whether it be financial or whether it be for underperformance. But how do you view preseason football? Because the National Football League does have an issue here when you're when they're when they want you to watch these games to an extent, and what the how the NFL head coach uh, does uh, approach preseason games. Now, we played a cut yesterday from Adam Gaze of the Jets apologizing that he had Avery Williamson in the game, the linebacker for the Jets, right? right, right. And he tore his ACL Got against hurt, the yeah. Atlanta Falcons, right? And we also know that Le'Veon Bell will not be making an appearance for the Jets during the course of the preseason. Um, we have seen
3: the Julio Jones Tour, I believe. Tour. Yeah, I think right. Julio so, Jones so
2: you have so you have coaches adro- approaching preseason football, old school wise. You know, you'd see you know Bill Parcells, uh, Joe Gibbs uh, go up and down the line. Uh, some of the great uh, you know names in 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 head coaching history. You know, guys would play right; they'd work yeah. their way into shape for Week One of the NFL regular season. Now we know Week One and Week Two. That's when players are kind of working their way into shape the starters because they're not playing all that much in preseason football. How do you think – what do you think the right approach is? Protect the veteran player to make sure they do not get hurt, suffer any kind of injury and in what is, in essence, meaningless football, and have them you know, work their way into kind of football shape week one and week two? Or if you were a coach, <laughs> would you be playing veteran players during the course of the preseason?
3: Uh, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I would not be – Playing uh, veteran players that much during this preseason, but you would play them. I would play them. I would get them a little rep. Just get them real game, you know, uh, against an opposite jersey uh, to get that get that feel back, knock that rust off, get that going a little bit. I know that happens now. It's it's different than years ago where teams are visiting other teams' camps and they're going against other you know another team, another squad, you know, at camp. But it's different when you're in your game jersey and your game pants. And your game helmet, your game cleats, and you're in in front of more people in a real stadium, a game like atmosphere. I do think that's what preseason football should be about, even for veterans. I wouldn't play them a lot. I would not. You know, I definitely would not like, um, not just the not just the veterans, but the starters. I would be be careful on that. I mean, I was watching Arizona Cardinals play uh, a couple days ago, and Kyler Murray, you know, he was struggling. You know, he was having a hard time and, you know, the starter for the Arizona Cause, rookie, right? So young kid, and they kept him in there just to try to end on a high note. They kept him in there a little while, not a long time, but they kept him in there longer than they wanted to keep him in there. Okay, he's a younger kid, I get that, and he's got to get his sea legs on him. He's got to learn what the NFL is about. But I would, Moose, go more the route of back off on the veterans. Don't don't let the – if I have to trust the veteran. If he tells me privately as the head coach, a coach, I'm good right now. I mean, I'm getting my reps, I'm getting my muscle memories coming back in practice. I'm good. I'm ready to go. So I, I have no problem with veterans not playing a lot in the preseason. How about you?
2: Yeah, see, I I, I don't I don't necessarily have a, have an issue um with veterans not playing all that much in the preseason. I I don't either. But I also think it's it's dependent on the position too. Like I hmm. I look at offensive line where communication is a key yeah. and kind of a you know, if there's been changes along that offensive line, you want to make sure that they're not working through all of that when the games are counting, because we know how important the offensive line is, right? The, and the
3: chemistry, to your yeah, point, right? right? The chemistry, saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
2: you know, I, you know, and I don't blame Adam Gase for keeping Avery Williamson in the game the other day because, you know, you know, friendly fire. Uh, Defensive back trying to make a play on the football. He dives to try and bat the ball down. He doesn't know Avery Williamson is running back to the play, and all of a sudden he's going to hit him with that blow blow to the knee and blow out his ACL. He has no idea. So you know, I I get where Gase is apologizing. I feel more bad for you know, I feel worse for uh, for for Avery Williamson than I do Adam Gase now. You know, but it is an issue here because. You know, even though you and I both are in agreement, Taz, there seems to be a clear um, difference of opinion in around the National Football League in terms of how these games should be approached, and and whether or not these games are indeed watchable. And that gets us back to the point of, you know, preseason football and how much preseason football should there really be. I mean, do you need four games or are two games enough to get a feel of? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Who should make your team? Who shouldn't make your team? You know, what's more important? Is it preseason football or is it what you learn from players in the course of practice? Right, right, right. I mean, do you think uh, preseason football <clears throat> is more important than practice or do you think practice is more important than preseason games?
3: I think your teams and players get better in practice. So the short answer is I think practice is more important. Okay. I'm a big believer in practice in any any sport and anything. I, I'm a huge, huge believer in that. Um, but, and you know this, I, you know, preseason games are vital for those players that are trying to make the team. Agreed. And those players that are trying to move up on the depth chart. Agreed. So that stuff's super important. As you know, Moose, it's a long season, and guys get hurt. You need depth. So for that, like, you know, you've watched enough hard knocks, another, you know, pull-back-the-curtain type of TV shows on football.
2: Inside the NFL. Yeah,
3: all those, right. Well, they'll show you how, like, to us as, let's say, fans – Watching these preseason games, like, yeah, whatever. But to these players and coaches, these games are important. Now, <laughs> they,
2: they want to win. Okay, so let me ask you this. <laughs> then it brings it back to the question. So, you know, how do you grade players in terms of performance during the course of the preseason? Right? Giant fans can't get enough of Daniel Jones about right. the way that he's looked in the preseason, that he's looked absolutely fantastic, right? Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals offense has not looked great no. during the course of the preseason. Well, they say they're
3: holding back. That's they why. They say they're holding back. They, they and, I, it, and, it, yeah. and I
2: get that, but they have, you know, Murray has not looked great. No, they have he not hasn't. looked great. No, no, and, no. and everything like. We watched a game last night in which Jimmy Garoppolo has oh. a 0.0 quarterback rating, is one of six for zero yards, throws one interception. And clearly could have thrown a second interception if the ball was not dropped and right. looked terrible Horrible. as he's as yeah. he's returning yet from another injury for Jimmy G. Now, how do you, as an NFL fan, grade out preseason football? Because I've been excited watching Daniel Jones. Yeah. I think he's looked great. I think he's looked fantastic. I think the Giants, I, I think Gettleman and the Giants, they've quieted some of the critics with the performance of Daniel Jones. However, I could be sitting at the bar talking up Daniel Jones saying, great. And there could be a guy sitting next to me and say, What are you talking about? This is preseason football. Right, right. It only counts in in the regular season. Right. I mean, that's how he's ultimately gonna be judged. Sure. And I can't fight him off. I can't fight him or her off. They're absolutely correct. That's the way he's ultimately gonna be judged. But I think you can learn a little bit something about a player uh during the course of the preseason, if maybe even in preseason football Taz, if the game's too quick for him.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. I do think that uh, coaches, they can tell in one series if a kid has it or not. I mean, I, I really believe that. Uh, experience, even in preseason. Even in preseason, uh, if, especially if it's a two or three going against a one. You could tell, look, he's going to lose going against the one most probably, but how bad is he going to lose? Is the speed too much for him? I do think one series, maybe two series, it's like in the world I'm from, in pro wrestling, you know – You could tell if you're experienced enough. If a guy has it or not, or a girl has it or not, in the ring, you know, within I could tell. I could watch someone the first one about a minute and a half into a match. If someone has the it factor, if they're gonna, if usually, and most of us could be right because we have enough experience. You could tell. I do think the ultra experienced elite coaching eye in the NFL can tell the same thing. Get a good feel. But I do think those reps are important. I, I do think, like you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he played horrible, no doubt. But we know this guy's known for, he's always had great accuracy. And last night, that wasn't the case. No, last
2: night he isn't. Yeah, so, right, but, he's I mean, rusty, the, he's been injured. Right. You know, and that's to go along with the story that there was, what, about a week ago that Jimmy Garoppolo on, I think it was four or five consecutive pass plays, got intercepted. Right. So you watch that, and you say, wait a second, that's practice, and he's getting intercepted on four, con- four right. or five consecutive pass uh, throws. Right, And then right. I watch a game last night in which he's taking on the Denver Broncos, and they're trying to knock off the quote-unquote football
3: rust. Football rust, right. And,
2: and he looks terrible. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo last night looked awful right. with right. some of his decisions. His first interception that he threw oh. was such a poor foot- uh, poorly thrown football you say to yourself, Wait a second, is that really Garoppolo, yeah. the you know, the multi million dollar quarterback making that kind of a throw? That looked like a rookie quarterback making that throw. So First I said thing myself, I thought
3: about was, what is he doing in practice? What are they doing with this guy in practice? Well,
2: I agree with you. <laughs> I watch, and, and but, Taz, so, you know, am I going to say, okay, well, I've seen him have great success in the regular season with San Francisco. and Absolutely. I've seen him have success with New England. Sure. So am I to be alarmed on this Tuesday morning from what I've seen, what I saw last night, and what I heard about what Garoppolo was doing in practice, or am I supposed to say, well, listen, it's just the preseason. It's just practice. There's no need to sound the alarm bells. Garoppolo's already a proven commodity. He's just right. working his way through his stuff. I think you
3: just said it right there in your last sentence. I do think it's Garoppolo is a proven commodity. You know, now, if it's a um, if it's a, a, a Kyler Murray, a rookie, and he's playing like that, like out of the box, where there's more pressure on him, alarmed. I'd be alarmed. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's – that's and as far as the practice thing, and I know you know this, Moose, but, like, maybe some people out there might not know this, like – in practice, like to me, when a quarterback, uh, you know, is throwing interceptions, or maybe that they're the you know the offense is not moving the ball well, and you hear these reports or read them, that doesn't bother because what happens is the defense from their teammates they get to know the offense. They could see. I remember when I was in, in high school and college, I could see the offensive you know the formation, and I almost could call out each play as a defensive. You could tell like what you're just working with them enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's why that happens too. So. I guess the opposite color jersey, different story. Uh, but Garoppolo's a proven commodity. Yeah, it's because then you're thinking, well, wait a minute. What happened? Did Jimmy Garoppolo just lose it all of a sudden? He's been out for, whatever, a year, hurt. Now all of a sudden he No, forgot. you think he's yeah. right. Yeah. right. You think it's just rust,
2: right? You don't, but you also you want to see him look good, right? Sure. Not, I mean, sure. you, you do want to see the offense. You, <laughs> you, you know, he doesn't have to look great, but you don't want to see him come out of a preseason game with a 0.0 quarterback rating. I know. Even I know. if
3: you even if you don't
2: hold the quarterback rating in high regard, the fact that he was one of six for zero yards and a pick. a ball I behind mean, him. That was
3: a completion. Right. It, was like, I it was bad. Like, but real quick, back to Daniel Jones. Because I, I, I watched them. Uh, the Giants play the Bears. I think it was last week. I didn't watch yep. the whole game. I just watched a little bit of it. I, I clicked it on. I was watching a couple of different games. And, and then uh, I was watching some replays of games. Then Daniel Jones, I'm like, I hadn't seen him play yet. Right, and all of a sudden, he comes in. You know, I I've I watched a play when he was at Duke a little bit, and next thing I know, he just chucks this. I don't know how far this throw was. It had to be. It had to be. I, I might be exaggerating. You know, over fifty yards, like a nice yeah. deep ball.
2: Yeah.
3: Boom! Perfect throw. I don't remember who caught it. I'm like, wow, this kid's the real deal. One play. Then the next play, he got sacked and fumbled. Then the next series, he uh, he screwed up again. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying it, the preseason for these rookies that are talented because I do think he's going to be. A, it seems like he's going to be a franchise guy for yeah, when well, Eli's think He looks done, good. He looks he really the does. part in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I said a while back, Moose. I feel, and I'm gonna steadfastness. I, I think I said you might remember better than me. I think by week three, if the Giants saw him winning, I know this isn't the topic, but the hell with it. I do think that this kid is going. to – Giant fans going to be. Chant for this kid to be in this game in these games. Oh, I think the pressures three. on, yeah.
2: I, I, but I also think it depends on how Manning's playing.
3: Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. So
2: if, if they're if zero two Taz and Manning say, says throwing for three hundred yards a week and yeah. three touchdowns and one interception and it's not his fault the defense can't stop anybody, right? Uh, I do yeah. You know, I, I do think then you know the pressure's going to be off Manning. Now, if you tell me that the Giants are zero two and Manning is you know three of eighteen. For it, which is not going to happen, but for right, argument's right. sake, is you know three uh, you know ten of ten of twenty for a hundred and two yards, <laughs> zero touchdowns and two picks. Yeah. That's what. Then yeah, I agree with you. I think Daniel Jones is going to be in the game. I, I I do think that the Giants are going to be a particularly good team. So I think at some point this year we're in agreement. We could differ on the week yeah, that you'll is. see him. That you're going to see Daniel Jones here in 2019 for the Giants. But you know I, I think the more you watch these preseason games, Taz. Yeah. The more you get, the re- you have the understanding of the clamoring for NFL owners of why they won eighteen regular season games, mm. uh, because unless you are a fan of the team, uh, and I said this earlier on in the, in the preseason, the week that you were away, when I was doing the shows with the when I was doing the shows with the with Bogish, right? I think in preseason football, I think it's more regionalized than it is in the regular season. I think in the regular season, people care about everybody, whether you're betting, whether it's fantasy. Sure. You care about We talk about it. We go around the league every Monday morning. We talk about what's going on in L.A., and that's our jobs. I mean, we're a national sure. radio show, but we care about everything, right? Even right. if you were doing shows in New York, Chicago, Boston, yeah, Los Angeles, you're wherever it might yeah, yeah. you're, you're talking about all these other issues. I think in preseason, I think when you think about the games, I think not the storylines, not Antonio Brown-like, I think people more care about what's going on. You care about what's going on in Buffalo more so than what you care about what's going on in Cincinnati and Princeton. I care about what's going on in Washington. We got Pete, a Jet fan. Mike's a giant fan. They care about what's going on with their team. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. your team. I I think preseason football takes more of a regionalized look at it than it does in the regular season. I Good think point. in regular season people care about everything. I think in the preseason people care about what's
3: going on on their block. Uh, you know, I never thought of it like that, but I think that, that that's it's obvious what you're saying. I never yeah. thought of it because you're right. Because you want to make sure as you, that your team, your squad is getting ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Once the season starts, and that's the one. That's the beauty of the social media when it comes to this. Because you can stay on top of your team more than years ago. Oh no, it's doubt. easier. You it's know, easier. It's, yeah, yeah. Especially you follow if, the right guy, right, guy exactly. or
2: gal that's covering the team. Sure. And you're, a locked, you're in locked in. You're locked in. Of what's going on? Battles. They send right. out videos. They do everything.
3: Especially, like, f- for you and me. Like, you're a Redskins fan, but you live in New York. So, you know, it's you're not getting a local Washington Post. No, I don't like the Washington yeah, Post every day. Right, exactly. So you can you can follow it on, on social. Me, I mean, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm in New York, but Buffalo was basically in Toronto. So yeah, uh, that's, right. that's the problem with that. Right. It's, so, it's um, New
2: York's other team. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> no New Yorker <laughs> that lives in, in Manhattan or the five boroughs. Uh, I think that
3: is a New York team. Yeah, right? they, 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 and unlike the guys uh, behind the proverbial glass, uh, right. Pete and Mike, they root for the Jersey teams, the Jets, and the Giants, <laughs> yes. Jersey teams. Says I like to call oh, the cold Jersey teams. Jets. That's it. Uh, <laughs>
2: but I think I think when we watch these games, Taz. I think now you have, I think and I think everyone understands money is the driving force, but. You have eighteen games. I think if NFL owners are able to get eighteen regular season games, I do think it would be better for the sport. I it would hurt the guys trying to cut their teeth and make a roster. Because yes, they need the four true. because they need the four games, it may be in order to prove themselves to NFL coaches to make a team. However, I think when it comes down to it, I think because the ratings aren't all that great, the ability to make more money, that's why owners are pushing for eighteen games in the regular season. That's why NFL players don't want it because they don't want the wear and tear on their body,
3: right? Right, which is understandable. Yeah, that these guys, well, you
2: played the sport, you know it absolutely. But I mean, you, you played Division Two football. Yeah. I mean, you know the fact yes. of the the extra grind. Imagine if they said, nasty. <laughs> well, instead of playing twelve, you know, regular season college games or eleven, you're going to play fourteen or fifteen. No, I mean, guys
3: wouldn't hold up. No, they they wouldn't. They, they would not hold up, and GPAs would plummet. Rapidly,
2: <laughs> I don't mind like that.
3: I want to hear from you at 4 CBS eight five five two
2: one two four two two seven. How should we approach preseason? How do we grade players and rookies from their performances? Do you look at it and say, "Wow, you know what, that guy fits"? Do you look at it and say, "You know what, that that, that he could play, he works." He, you know, or do you look at it and say, "Ah, it's preseason football. Let's see what he does." Over the course of the regular season, I want to hear from you at 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose just getting going here on this Tuesday morning. CBS Sports Radio.
3: Well, support for Taz and the Moose comes from Manscaped. Number one in men's below-the-belt grooming, Manscaped yeah. offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Your- good buddy of mine, Ricky Redwood. I call him Big Red. Okay, he's from River Falls, Wisconsin. He loves that that I'm over here chatting about Manscaped. He's a big Manscaped guy. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower, 2.0, has a proprietary skin-safe technology. So this trimmer will not nick or snag. Oh, yes. Uh, Manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past, and they don't use the same trim. Hey, by the way, don't use, I should say, the tra- same trimmer on your face you're using down there. That's just disgusting. Okay, yeah. that's just nasty. Manscaped also has the crop preserver and an anti-chafing ball deodorant. And moisturizer if you need a little more help down there. You're already putting deodorant on your armpits. Well, hell, why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Hey, here's the best part. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAZ. At manscaped.com, always use the right tools for the job, jobbers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAZ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TAZ.
1: It's
2: Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car
3: insurance. Yeah, Moose, we talking about the uh, 49ers preseason game last night. We are talking yeah. about Jimmy G, Garoppolo Jones, and how he just played uh, this Disgustingly horrible. Let's go out to California talk to Kareem. Listen on 680 AM. Kareem, you're on with Taz the Moose.
1: What's up? Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing, man? Yeah, so, yeah, I just wanted to tap in about Jimmy G. I know he looked at, I mean, awful last night. Right. Uh, I, I'm not really worried about Jimmy G. I think he, you know, he was kind of pressing a little bit. And I'm going to tell you, Chubb and uh, Von Miller is going to cause, they're going to wreak havoc this year. Chubb, He was unbelievable. You know, getting pressure on Jimmy G, you know, the first uh, couple of series. uh, But, you know, what I did like the upside with the Niners is I think we got more athleticism. I like Debo Samuels. I think he's going to be a a big contributor this year for the Niners. And I like the way we ran the ball. And, uh, you know, our defense is not bad either, man. I think our our biggest Achilles heel last year was getting off the field on third down and creating turnovers. And I think we we got a good front four and uh, hopefully the secondary – can make some big plays, man, the, on that defense to get more than five turnovers. I think we only had five for the whole year last year, and that's just not going to be able to get it done. And, you know, dealing with that uh, NFC West, you got to be able to get your offense some extra possessions. So Jimmy G did look bad, but I think, you know, once you get the rest off, He's going to be okay, and uh, I like what I see from my team this year. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one.
3: All right, bro. Take care of Kareem. We appreciate it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. And Kareem gets it. There's no need to worry. I mean, Jimmy G, he'll be fine. I mean, yeah. And they got a good team.
2: Yeah. uh, No, they they do do have a good team, and Bosa dealing with that, you know, Uh, quote-unquote, kind of a high ankle sprain from John Lynch, the uh, general manager of the 49ers, right? So, yeah. uh, You know, so that, you know, and and they're expecting big things from him uh, in his rookie year, and they hope to have him ready for week one of the NFL regular season. It is strange, though. It's not just based on last night. Uh, It is strange to see a quarterback of Garoppolo's talent get intercepted on five consecutive throws in practice. That's a little odd.
3: Yeah, it's a you lot. Know you you don't, lot. you don't
2: hear, you don't hear that of many established quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Uh, I really don't. I don't, I don't think I remember ever hearing a story of any quarterback on five consecutive <laughs> throws getting intercepted by the by. Their own, de- like that's that's a that's strange. Yeah, and like and that's the a little
3: knows the offense, but that's a lot. No, yeah, but that's, that's a lot. lot. Taz, no? you got to get on the rubber tire, the old school, <laughs> yeah. the quarterbacks. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, throw them through the rubber know. tire. Yes, yeah, they exactly. gotta, He's got right. Jimmy's got to start doing that. Yeah, exactly. Watch the old Dan
2: Marino throws as he throws. <laughs>
3: yeah, right yeah, through. through the they throw
2: perfectly right through the tire, and that's the only <laughs> thing that would concern me. I, I'm not overly concerned, but when I read that story, I said, "Man, that's." That's weird. Like that's strange. Like yeah. that's an
3: outlier a little bit. Yeah, you know. He, look, he's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to just. <laughs> he, he just got to keep. <laughs> he's he's got to just keep repping it out. He's got. I mean, I agree it, with it, you. It, 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 but that's a lot. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's um. they need to do some just basically round well, the receivers on read, routes with no defense. No, no, him, because,
2: yeah, right, because I read that <laughs> story about practice, and we didn't see all the throws, obviously, but we read that story in practice. I'm like, oh, you know what, it's practice. It's not a big deal, right? right? And then you watch him in the game last night, you're like, God, he looks terrible. <laughs> I'm like, well, what's
3: going on? I hope about? it's not a case where this guy just I, lost it.
2: I know, that's what I'm saying. I hope it's not, but I'm watching the game last night, I'm like, man, he looks awful, like quarterback, like, I, and, and I get it, if I'm a 49er fan, I'm waking up, I'm like, listen, it's preseason football, and I hope that's just the case. I'm not telling you that I think Garoppolo is going to have a lost year. But I am a little perturbed by the fact of I want to see him. I'd like to see him look a lot better. In Game Three, Taz, <laughs> than what we saw last night. It's last night. I saw. Oh I was God. like, "Who's who is that in Garoppolo's uniform?"
3: They think the Chiefs next, I believe in this. Yeah, pre-season. right. So, exactly. You know, the, Maybe yeah. he needs
2: to go back to dating porn stars. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, watch that. Hey, whoa. wait.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. there
2: wasn't dating. So, they
3: had one date. It's adult I'm film. I'm sure it was sir, a, a adult a, film. They you know? know. Yeah, fast. I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm sure it was some date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure it was some date. Look, was talking about about the Broncos. By the way, they they actually do have a really good defense. I mean, they do. Bradley Chubb and Josie Jew, kid out of Iowa, really good inside linebacker, very good player. You know, obviously, Chubb Von is Miller. Chubb, Chubb is tremendous. Chubb
2: and, and Miller on Miller, the outside yeah, yeah. are yeah. going to be probably – is there a better – I mean, you want to say oh. Watt and you – know, when uh, Watt and Clowney are at their peak down in Houston with the Texans – I think that
3: I think Chubb and Miller are going to be better than even those two. I think you could be right about that. I think you could be right. And I'm telling you, don't sleep on the inside linebacker, Josie Jewell. He's really good. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just player. talking about getting after the quarterback. But you're right, getting after the quarterback. You're on the outside. Think, you're right. I'm I agree. Think
2: Chubb's think uh, Chubb is going to prove no, to be special. special. <laughs> and it's very difficult to find a guy – that can be nearly as good as
3: a as a player like Von Miller. Like Von Miller, right, right. And they you know, got Miller's it. a special. He's, linebacker, he's tremendous. Special outside linebacker, proving commodity. We were talking about earlier, proven commodities. That's a guy, Miller, from a defensive standpoint, oh who's God. proven tenfold. You no know question I mean? about it. Yeah. You're right about that. Uh, another guy was proven just walked in the room here. Yeah, huh? What's Look at going this? on, Bo? Wow. Oh, oh I come I on, think me? Think yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. Seems too proving. nice to you be are about me. You are no. pro- You're proven for a lot of things, buddy. Just not especially on this show. So good morning, especially on this show.
4: Before we. We got Niners Broncos. On this show. We got Antonio Brown back with the Raiders for team meetings yesterday at Alameda at their yes. Alameda facility. There's Good a practice call, today. <laughs> Told you, bro. So I know my stuff. Yeah,
3: Steve You're Brown. On top of it, you said he'd be back. He's back. I go by. Uh, you know what I do, Moose? I'll tell you my secret. What? Okay? The magic Bagel guy? No, no, magic. No, I don't. <laughs> what did you say? The Bagel guy? No, not that no. either. My secret is called. It's two words. Okay, two words. Gut. Instinct. Okay.
2: (laughs) Enough said. Congratulations. Good pick. Good call.
4: Uh, There is a practice today, so we'll see if Brown is out there for that. (laughs) His camp has reportedly filed a second grievance against the NFL, now arguing that they weren't given a full calendar year to find a suitable replacement for Brown's preferred helmet. As for that preseason game last night, as you've been discussing, this is not what Jimmy G was hoping for in his first game since last September. Four man rush, quick pressure by Chubb. Pass thrown and contested and intercepted by the Broncos sideline. Intercepted there by Isaac Yadam. That's Dave Logan on Broncos radio. Garoppolo threw five other passes last night, completing just one of them for no yards. Niner reserves eventually beat the Broncos 24 15. In better injury news, Denver won out Emmanuel Sanders a 5-yard catch, a 19-yard run in his first game since tearing his Achilles in December. Sanders also had ankle surgery during his time off the field. Charger safety Derwin James headed for foot surgery that expected to cost him three to four months, which means he might miss the entire season. James had a screw put in that foot during his freshman year at Florida State. That screw reportedly bent during a practice last week and now needs to be removed the Milwaukee Brewers almost no hit last night in St Louis Yasmani Grandal finally doubled with 2 outs in the 8th off reliever Giovanni Gallegos Cardinal starter Dakota Hudson didn't allow a hit over six and two thirds.
3: Tonight, I was really just trying to be in tune with what I was doing, make a pitch, execute a pitch, one for one, one for two. You know, I was kind of trying to keep count of that. So, and I was trying to be aware of what was happening in the game.
4: And the three nothing win puts his Redbirds a half game up on the idle Cubs for first in the Central. The Brewers are three games back. Washington hammered Pittsburgh last night, thirteen nothing. A homer and five RBI for as Drupal Cabrera. The White Sox cooled off the Twins 6-4. Seattle won in Tampa Bay 9-3. And the Rangers outlasted the Angels 8-7 in 11. Texas was down 7-1 after two. Clemson is number one in the AP's preseason college football top 25 it's the first time the Tigers have been so honored. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State complete the top five. Moose's Syracuse Orange in the preseason blow oh, well, for the first oh, time oh, oh. since 1998. <coughs> oh, there you go. And Oklahoma nice. finally officially Think named. about that. It's been that long. That long, huh? It's
2: wow. been 21 years. Jeez. That's insane. That's, yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> I was
4: starting college in 1998.
2: Wow, 21 years! Like it's crazy what Syracuse used to be as a top 25 team. Wow. They were they were never and they were never a juggernaut, never a powerhouse. You know, they, there were some years where they were kind of a, a champ, outside championship contender, but they were always a kind of a top 25,
3: always. really yeah, good yeah, program. Respect the respect. Yeah, they always.
2: always around. You know, 19, no doubt, 16, no 13, 25, whatever it might be. And then they, when they hit rock bottom, they hit rock bottom. They were
3: big time. Greg yeah.
2: Robinson was
3: terrible. That's what I was going to say. Were Robinson, they tanking? Was that what they were doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, For all years. years. They thought
4: there was a draft. <laughs> they <laughs> thought Tanked there was a draft. <laughs> years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but no, I, I still look at them as a, a respected program, you know. They, yeah, they, they, they they play some good football. Who's it that's uh, always a problem with them? Florida well, they, State? No, they beat Clemson. they the only Clemson That's right, they yeah. beat yeah. Clemson. Florida State always has a hard time. I believe it's Florida State. Past couple years, is Florida State? Florida State's uh, played. Yeah, they played somebody, well yeah. against Florida yeah, State. They yeah, they do. Yeah, so they, you well, know. they've
2: got the perfect guy now coaching them. Um, and they understand what they can and what, what is they this cannot song? be.
3: What is this? this is the Syracuse fight song. Uh, I didn't know. Oh, Very orange go, Very go. orange go. orange there. go. Yeah. Orange is <laughs> <cold> <laughs> here <laughs> in <laughs> Syracuse. How do you know this song? Uh, those are not,
4: those, oh, those oh, are not the actual words. Those are not the words.
2: He's making it up on the fly.
4: You might make an ice coffee run again any ice coffee
3: Bob yes. Costas. Yeah, you got Mikey B too. Another mm. one. That's true. That's it uh, right? Costas. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's uh, right. right. Basketball drives. Basketball
4: <laughs> <laughs> drops uh. today.
2: Uh. I'm sure it does.
4: <laughs> Go ahead. I can't anyway, believe you lied to the Giants. By the way, uh, I, I think I'm uh, done. Oh, you're
3: done. Yeah, I'm, uh, back to you hey, guys. Is anybody making a Andrew mm. before you leave? Uh, anybody make a nice coffee run like yesterday?
4: Uh, I'm already spoken for today. I'm not oh, sure if anybody well, else is going. Nobody asked
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Nobody. Uh, anyway, that's a whole other story. All right, I guess I'm on my own. That's not going to be every day, Taz. People aren't going to be running. It was off. nice yesterday, though. I understand. Was nice.
2: it, was a, it was a good start to your week.
3: Yeah, Andrew did a little run The mm. DD, DD. And he asked me if I'd like something and everyone if he wants something. Yeah. And I said, yeah, hold on a second. Maybe since you're going? Guess. Yeah, since you're going. I'll take one. Yeah. I don't know if it's the pay. And I said, no.
4: You said no. Well, gentlemen. No. All the things you've done for me, the least I could do to repay you
3: is right. buy you a coffee. Hard yeah. ass joke. Well, that's a true. the truth. That's a, that's the truth. That's a fact. That's it. All right. Uh, we over. We're done here with you yeah, now? Yeah, see you. See no. you later. Okay. Let's, well, let's, we're not so done with, we're 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 done we're with going him? Going more coffee. coffee. What, what happened to him? What's your man in the moose? What happened? What did he do? Tell him to stay. We'll I'll make, yell at I him right now for you.
2: I'm not. I'm not. I said
3: thanks for the coffee. Oh, all right. Sorry. Like oh, little, I has got a little geez, aggressive for I no reason
2: sorry. No, it's the thanks for the coffee. Oh, jeez! I'm to yell at
3: him. to uh, Yell at you, Andrew. Get out.
2: Right. All right. Anyway, right.
3: happy Tuesday. Well, uh, there you
2: go. Right. Well, maybe Shut it's up. It's a Monday thing. Maybe instead of Friday well, guy, donuts, you can get Monday. I, coffee. You know, why couldn't he
3: go the whole week and get coffee? I mean, he's, he's going to drink coffee. I mean, he loves coffee. I'm sure, you could
2: send Pesaglia out. he send him down next, the road. He's he'll send, producing put it a radio podcast. he'll open up his Uber Eats. You order it on Uber. I'll get the tip. You know, actually, there. if I go in the building and we time it, this this could work, or I'm really screwed.
3: Is it the one? that's a block away. I don't know how guys do it's that. Blocks away. Yeah, but he's you're right. He's an Uber guy. He could do it. He knows all the shortcuts.
2: Oh, uh, actually, I don't think they're on that. We've I think we've gone down this road.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thanks for killing a bit.
2: Right. I want more coffee. Oh. Ezekiel Elliott, a little upset over the Jerry Jones comments. Yeah, Thank a little you, bit. Mike. We'll <laughs> get into that <laughs> next. <laughs> It's Taz and the Moose on a Tuesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Player of the Week brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done. This week, it's Carson Kelly. Kelly broke a 2-all tie with a solo homer in the eighth inning, and the Diamondbacks went on to beat the Rockies 5-3 in Phoenix. Player of the Week. Was brought to you by Granger. Grangers. has got your back when it comes to safety and industrial supplies that keep your facility running. Get what you need when you need it at Granger. Oh. Com. So we brought up the Elliot stuff yesterday, Ezekiel Elliot and um, the Jerry Jones comments and joking around and laughing and Zeke and right, uh, right, you know, did say and did go on as I saw yesterday. Chris Mortensen posted the entire video. Did go on after that saying we both we need both. Elliot and Pollard in the course of the regular season, right? So, but the initial, you know, initial reaction and and yucking it up with the reporters um, that are covering the Cowboys when Jones asked that question, um, you know, we we say, how would that play, right? right. Would would Elliot laugh? Would Elliot joke around? Would Elliot say, ah, not that big of a deal? Well, we know now uh, <laughs> that Elliot and his agent were bothered by it. Um, which is something we we mentioned yesterday and brought up yesterday, uh, saying would that uh, you know bring him back to the negotiating table or that drive him away? And Elliot and and his agent felt like they were disrespected by Jerry Jones.
3: Yeah, it's a step back, right? Yeah, it's a step back. And Cowboys fans that want Zeke back, <clears throat> this was a step back. You know, listen. It was a joke. I don't know. You know, I'd love to get your take on it. It was a joke by Jerry Jones. I know he could be come off sometimes a little bit douchey. But the thing is, it was a joke. And it's probably not at the right time to make this joke. He's he, This guy's a billionaire. He owns the team. He, he don't care about, you know, he's going to say what he wants. And he's a very outspoken guy for quite all the years he's been, you know, on the Dallas Cowboys. So I, no one's shocked by his sarcasm, Jerry Jones, and what he said. And then he laughed about it. He was joking around. I mean, he was joking around. No, it was you know. a joke, Taz. Right.
2: But uh, you mentioned it. It's a poorly timed
3: joke, That's right? That's the thing, exactly. And, yeah.
2: and 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 we we all get the intention of Jerry Jones. Now Jerry Jones wants to paint himself as Mr. You know, Mr. Player's owner too. Right. 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 True. He, he wants to be a guy that. You know, wants to yuck it up with his players, yeah, yeah. wants to kind of be their best bud. We've seen that before. Des Bryant sitting on his in the owner's box That's down right. in Dallas right. yeah. watching a concert. Remember that, doing all these things. The you know, relationship he's got with guys like, you know, Aikman and Emmett and Irvin and mm. you know, go up and down the line, guys that, that helped Jerry Jones and at the time Jimmy Johnson win championships down in Dallas and win and, and win Vince Lombardi trophies. So and even if you didn't, Jerry Jones still has a special place for you, and I'm sure he'll look out for you and do whatever he can do to, as will a lot of owners in the National Football League. But if you want to be that guy, you can't make that joke.
3: Not at that time, you know. Not at this time, I should say. You're right. right. You're right, and you're right. You know. And the thing is, because now it, it puts Ezekiel Elliott and his his team in a position, meaning his his you know his his agent and his lawyers, it puts them in a position of power in this negotiation. Because now it's like, well, wait a minute. You publicly shamed our guy, a guy who was the NFL's leading rusher last year. He, he's, he's came, you know, you guys drafted him out of Ohio State. He, You know, yeah, he's had some headaches off the field, but he's, he's a Dallas Cowboy. He's, he's a master main cog in the wheel of our offense and our team. Right. And you made a joke about him while he's, he's training in Mexico, wherever he's training, you know, and he's not with his team because he wants more money. And you're making a joke about him and laughing at it. That that's, you know, now you're using it as if you're Zeke and his team as lever, not leverage. You're using it as a tool to maybe help get the money deal you're hoping to get if you're Elliot.
2: All right, but how do you use that as a tool now? Well, because you're, 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 isn't it going to be that if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, aren't I going to just be like, listen, guys, it was a joke, right? You you, got light up a little bit and be like, okay, this is. This he, is the offer. We don't have any more money to give well, you. How can how can Elliott use what happened yesterday as leverage to try and make more money?
3: Because he he could pull the strings of where it's like, well, look at are guilt thing. You're kind of making Jerry Jones feel a little guilty. Like, oh, okay. Can, that's that's my point. You now, make do you it, think Jerry Jones would? I do think a little bit he would because the points you made earlier that he's a big time player's owner. Now, he he and he's a former football player himself, a former Division One college football player. I think he played at Arkansas. And he was a lineman, I believe. Yep. And and the yeah, thing is, he
2: made with Jimmy Johnson. That's
3: right, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. So he was in the pit. He's he's a football. I understand how wealthy he is and all that. And that was a lot of years ago. But he, at the end of the day, he still was a football player. So, and he knows that some of these guys are hypersensitive. I, honestly, I don't know how much Zeke it really bothered Zeke. I'm thinking now. That I'm, I'm talking myself into this, Moose. I'm thinking maybe him and his team use this using this now. Even if Zeke wasn't upset. Maybe his agent said, "You know what? You are upset. You need to be upset about this, and we're going to say you're upset about it. And because it's going to make you Ezekiel look like, as we say in wrestling, the babyface. You're going to look like the victim, Moose. You're the victim now because well, you got laughed at no, by the big bad millionaire. I, right? You and, now? and
2: I don't. I, but I think he looks like the victim. I felt, I felt Jerry Jones. It was in poor taste, regardless of what Elliott said, right? And regardless of what his agent said yesterday." Um. Does it add to it? Does it play to it? The fact that they come out and they said they feel disrespected, Tez. I actually think they probably do feel disrespected. Now, I it could be an, a negotiating tactic. It could be something that they're going to throw out there and try and and use to play on public opinion. But is that going to get Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones to move off the
3: number of what they're offering, Elliot? I do think a little bit. And this is, I don't know if it l- will. L- l- let me just tell you why I think it it might. It okay, might, I have to put a qualifier on it because you might be right. You know, it's a stretch what I'm saying, but because the guilt concept, the guilt mindset, and also Jerry Jones, he and he, you know they want they want this guy in that huddle. They want him in that camp. They want him with that with with his team. True. And now it's like ugh, now we just we made it more of a divide. So the, what's the best way to fix this? Get his ass here with us. Let's try to get him the money he wants, and then we kiss and make up, and it's all done. True.
2: Now, but if you are Stephen Jones, you say, well, Le'Veon Bell's contract reset the market. Right. And we're not going to look at Gurley's deal as being a deal that we're going to look at in, in, in our negotiations with you. I, if I'm – if, you know, you're right. I mean, guilt may come into a factor. Could but Maybe. 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 But if I'm a Cowboy fan, I don't want it to. Hmm. I want Elliott to be there. I mean, we're thinking about from a player's perspective, right? We want players to make as much money as they can, right? I mean, billionaires are billionaires. Jerry Jones doesn't have to worry about money. No, the kids, parents, you know, grandkids, they're great. You know, his great grandkids. Nobody's got to worry about money in the Jones family. You know, players, there's a short amount of time in which they can make a lot of money. Now, with this, though, from a business perspective, as we look at the running back situation, you know, Jerry Jones, even though he might feel guilty, though, Taz, if you're the Cowboys owner, what's good for Cowboys football, what's good for the brand, what's good for business, is that you got to hold the fort, no?
1: Uh,
3: I think what's good for business you you want the best running back in the game there. This guy sells jerseys. This guy sells hats. This guy sells merch. This guy puts asses in seats sure. in that big stadium. I do think that's what's good for business, getting him – Set in that locker room.
2: I don't I don't disagree with you there. You need you need Ezekiel Elliott to win, but you also need Ezekiel Elliott at the right price. Because if Ezekiel Elliott comes in and you overpay him and say you're not able to be able to use money to strengthen other areas of the team, overall you're gonna be weaker as a team. Don't you have to even though say Elliott's camp is hoping that emotion and guilt come into play. If you're Jerry Jones, even though you want to be the quote-unquote player's owner, and what's good for football for the Cowboys long-term is you have to make sure emotions are taken out of it, right? I mean, that's what makes the Patriots the Patriots is they don't really care what you've done. aside from breaking. but Jerry Jones
3: brought the emotions into it.
2: They did, right. Zeke didn't. He did. No, no, but he cracked a joke. Right. He cracked a joke, and then Elliott brought the emotions in, right? I mean— you know, Jerry Jones was. Oh, no,
3: I, hold on, I disagree. I tell you why I disagree with you on what I, what I would debate me on. Because if if we really look at it, like what Jones said, I think he made it personal first. I look, i dude, I'm with you. It was a joke. I know it was a joke, and yeah, I'm with he, you. And you know, just... I, I, if I was Zeke, I probably wouldn't be upset at all. It's a joke. He's being sarcastic, whatever. But he did bring. He didn't make it. That's fair. Personal. You know, you that's know? fair. I didn't think that's it all about saying,
2: it. Saying, no, you know. he he did. Now, I you know, I don't know if it gets the Cowboys to move. I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe, maybe it does, maybe. But I don't, I don't know where they're you know. We've I think heard they're that, far
3: apart, moose on the money. Well, it I it do.
2: does seem it, like they it, are. You know, I mean, it does, and it it seems like Elliott and Prescott are in in different worlds in terms of what they're looking for money. I mean, there was the report last week that Dak was looking for forty million dollars a year. Yeah, you got to I mean, you got to be insane. I mean, yeah. if you're going to pay Dak Price now, then his camp comes out and says no, he's not asking for forty million dollars a year. I mean, you got to be utterly. Red- I would never pay. I wouldn't pay if I, no, you know, that's if that's I had that's... Jerry Jones' bank account number, I would never pay Dak no, Prescott forty no, million dollars. No, no,
3: no way, no way. I mean, I would, never, no I would, never, no I would never
2: do that. It's not worth that. No, no, no I, would, no. I would say goodbye, good luck, enjoy playing football with another yeah, team. Yeah, we'll exactly. go find another quarterback. I, I can't pay Dak Prescott. Just shake hands and right? go on your way. Well, that's, that's it. exactly <laughs> right. Now, Elliot's it's a different story, Taz, and and maybe you know the poorly timed joke from Jerry Jones comes into play and actually helps out Ezekiel Elliott because maybe. they're going to need him.
3: They're gonna need him. May, at least,
2: him. all due may, respect to Tony Pollard, he's not as he yeah, goes. No,
3: he's not. The, the, the kid had a rookie, fourth round pick. Yeah, it's uh, maybe this. Maybe this brings the, the money closer together. Maybe they can come to terms. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe Jones does feel a little guilt, and maybe they get a little closer on the money. Who knows? Were you
2: surprised that Elliott's camp
3: came out and said they were upset by it? Uh, I was not. I wasn't shocked. No, but but they were firm. Like we were very upset. That's like, it's like uh, come on, know.
2: Yeah. We got the campgrounds. We'll go camping. We'll do that next. It's Taz and Moose on this Tuesday morning. CBS
0: Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.